Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast, where the best in the business bring you the best in fitness, nutrition, wellness, and overall, making you the best athlete of all time. We're host Coach P and his fellow coaches, Kayla, Destiny, Jen, and Ian, take you on a path to greatness. Let's get on with our guest and let's have a great time. Let's roll. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Evolved Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Coach P, and we're going to dive right into a start of another series with leadership. You know, Kayla and I have been talking a lot about the direction that we want to go with podcasting and the types of topics we want to do and the areas we want to dive into. And the more that we want to relate to business owners in the fitness industry and other business owners out there or just individuals overall who are just trying to get after it and lead others to better lives throughout their jobs, their careers, or whatever services they provide, we're going to really start diving into leadership. And with that, we have to dive in to the habitudes. And today we're talking all about a concept from Dr. Tim Elmore. who talks all about the meaning of life-giving leadership. When you are someone who wants to become a transformational leader and transform society, our major goal should always be to have a positive influence on others. That should be the goal of all teachers, all educators, all leaders who are trying to provide a service that is trying to help somebody else. Because it is those types of leaders that are going to be able to not only lead us into better directions all around in our society, but will also be able to help shape future leaders that will be able to equip and inspire others to living lives the best that we possibly can. And that's what can really make a difference in making the world go around. So whether we're talking about aspects of leading others to communicate better, leading others to be able to self-develop themselves better through times management and building character and other valuable assets. We really need to start all the way from the beginning. And this topic today is all about what is known as quarterbacks and referees and what the difference is when you are a leader and which one you need to become more like. And when it comes to the reference that I like to use for this, I like to use football games as a reference when we talk about quarterbacks. Because when we think about a football game, all football games Games have both a quarterback and a referee. And we all know that when it comes to being on the football field, it is the quarterback who provides direction, who inspires and deploys the team. Whereas on the other hand, we know that referees are there to enforce the rules of the game. They are the ones who watch the boundaries in call focus. There is no one attends to a football game, however, to see a referee. It is the job of a life-giving leader to fight the tendency to merely be a referee. We need to really focus on becoming the quarterbacks. And this has become such an important focus that we're going to talk about today and that how leaders should see themselves within their own businesses or career paths if they truly want to inspire. Because what can end up happening sometimes is as people get into their careers, they become successful and they continue to thrive, they get to a point to where they start becoming more like a referee instead of that quarterback. So I want to present you with a mere story here where that talks about Dr. Tim Elmore himself, where he states, I love watching college and professional football because our organization growing leaders serves so many teams in the NCAA and the NFL. I get the chance to meet coaches and players from all over the country and watch plenty of games. After recently witnessing an incredible game, I started thinking about what attracted me so much to this sport. It's a potent combination of strength and strategy. It's about managing the clock, blending the talent on a team and using every tool available to your advantage. In fact, 
fact, it's very difficult to win consistently without good leadership on a football team. It dawned on me that every competition actually has two leaders on the field who are essential to the flow and outcome of the game, yet we rarely compare them. There is one that we want to watch and one we don't pay much attention to, and that's the quarterback and the referee. And Tim Elmore goes on to talk about the different types of leaders in football and the different lessons that we can learn from this playing field. And my biggest takeaways when you think about it is referees are essential because the results of so many plays on the gridiron are absolutely debatable. I mean, every time you watch any type of game, you see numerous times that a referee could always make a mistake. Um, and, you know, I've had this uh, conversation with one of my best friends of all time who, who is a referee within the NCAA who talks about these types of problems that that happen. Um, but how, despite that being a difficult thing, it's a challenging job. And we need those individuals to be referees. We need those folks with the striped shirts to watch each play closely because they're the ones who blow the whistle even when they believe it's over. Especially on close plays, both teams trust referees to maintain order on the field. If we didn't have referees, who would decide if a, plas- if a pass is incomplete? Who would prevent a late hit, you know? How would we know if the running back would break the plane, scores the touchdown? If we didn't actually have referees in place, we would not be able to know who succeeds, whether the home team or the away team. In many ways, when we think about this, referees offer a very necessary piece of leadership that protects the integrity of the game. However, this is completely different from what the quarterback needs to be. The quarterback is a much different kind of leader. When we look at a good quarterback, what do you think about? The good ones are incredible to watch because when you think about it, they're smart, they're agile, they're intellectual. They know when the receiver is going to come across their routes just at the right time when they place the ball exactly where they need to be on the field. They, However, the biggest difference compared to a referee is quarterbacks are all about moving the ball forward toward the end of the end zone, whether they're passing the ball, running it, or handing it off so their team can score. Over their career, it is the good quarterbacks that display how important it is to leverage the talent around them to win. <clears throat> you can see this in various examples throughout the entire history of the NFL. When you think of individuals like Joe Namath, Roger Staubach, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, John Elway, Peyton Manning, who was one of my favorites to watch, and of course, who many deem to be the GOAT. That's debatable, and I'm sure my best friend from Boston would would, would definitely argue with me. Tom Brady. <laughs> but they all know how to take advantage of the talent that surrounds them and influence everyone to perform better. And when you reflect on this, It is clear to understand that the game needs both quarterbacks and referees, but there's a huge difference, especially for those individuals who want to be lifelong, life-giving leaders in the services they offer and the teams that they lead. A referee is not central to the meaning of the game. No one ever attends a football game to watch the referee. To be a life-giving leader, we need to be the quarterback. So the biggest lessons that I want to go over through this is we need to start noticing this pattern is when we get into our jobs and we get into our careers, we often begin our careers like a quarterback, you know, we're high, we're high off of us being right into our career. We're fresh, we're new, we're excited, we're inspiring. We've got all these ideas. We have the vision to make progress for our organization. However, over time, we often begin to look more like a referee. Our work becomes about more about calling people out when we believe that they're wrong or they're out of bounds or... We blow the whistle when we see something wrong, when our focus in life becomes more about the compliance to rules than accomplishing a mission. And we might as well just put on a striped shirt. And that can 
really trickle into errors in leadership and not creating the strongest culture within a team and becoming more resentful. You might even not be able to lead yourself the right way or concentrating on your own needs if you're starting to slip into areas becoming more like a referee. And so it's, but we need to realize that it's too important to miss because when we make that shift from relationships to regulations, it can be so subtle, but yet so frightening at the same time. We need to realize that life-giving leaders are entrepreneurial and therefore very attractive. Even when our organizations are well-established, they re- need to remain innovative and passionate. You know, the, the sad truth of it, however, is, is that sadly too many leaders spiral into a lifeless routine of officiating within a few years, and they can become very, very repulsive. And this is why I've always been so attracted to a relational style of leadership, whether it's in the classroom or even <clears throat> with my own coaching we really have to upkeep the relational aspect of what we do because that's what truly has the heart. And so just to give you guys some differences between the two so that you can take stock and even potentially a self-audit with yourself as far as how you can differentiate yourself from being a referee versus a quarterback. When we look at referees, we see them as individuals who call penalties where a quarterback would actually be making progress. We see referees would more likely know information, whereas quarterbacks are all about inspiration. Referees are all about counting players on the field, whereas quarterbacks are empowering players on the field. Referees are all about downs and rules in the football game, whereas quarterbacks are all about delegation and results. Referees are all about keeping the ball in bounds, whereas quarterbacks are all about moving the ball forward. <laughs> referees' aim is to control the plays, where quarterbacks' aim is to connect with the players. And finally, the referee's goal is maintenance. <laughs> which couldn't be farther from the true goal of the quarterback, which the goal is the mission. And we always have to make sure that we are reminding ourselves of that mission, no matter what career path we're in, no matter what arena we work, no matter whom we're working with, it becomes super important to remember our mission and to remember how it is that we can continue to progress that mission forward. Steve, you know, I, I wrote this down as well when I was preparing for this podcast, Tim Elmore, likes to use great examples from his personal life and his personal career to illustrate throughout the lessons that he writes. And one of the biggest ones that I absolutely love is where he's talking about his friend, Steve. And it's a, it's a really great example of how this shift occurred within his friend who launched a company when he got right out of college. You know, he labored tirelessly out of passion for brand new products and the services that he created. But it wasn't too long after about eight years that his company became public. He became super successful and he assumed large managerial roles and he gained the respect of both investors and team members. So everything that he was doing was going in a positive direction, but now going into the direction where he was getting further and further and further away from having the direct control over the things that used to inspire him, that gave him that wow, that gave him the, you know, fighting in the trenches and leading by example. And over time, so Tim Elmore talks about how he saw his friend's leadership style began to change and how it was losing perspective on why he chose to start his company in the first place. And what he really started to notice is that his friend started to smile less. He marveled less and he risked less. And after 10 years, he could hardly recognize his friend. And one time he was talking about in the book how when he met for coffee, he realized that Stephen eventually acknowledged what he was observing, that he had become exactly as what we're speaking of now. He became a referee and he ended 
ended up guarding more than he was guiding the, the metaphorical ship and became more controlling than he was connecting when it came to developing relationships to other people, which is the biggest, biggest important piece of any company in my biased opinion. And it can be a, such an easy trap to fall into when you're a leader and the shift can be so slow, subtle, or sinister. And you can even apply this to your personal lives when you lead yourself in a poor way. That's going to seep into your relationships. It's going to seep into you know, your, who, your friends, your family, your, your interaction with others. It's going to have a deep impact on so many other areas of your life. And <clears throat> we need to figure out how we can alter the trajectory when we start to figure out that this happens. And it, this happens a lot with, you know, bigger CEOs, with bigger companies. You know, the larger your organization, you find that the more you truly need good referees to help you run the business. You know, you need someone to watch the details. You need someone to establish system and processes. You, you need to set those strong boundaries for a company to run well. So it's completely understandable how easy it could be to slip into becoming a referee. But we need to, however, establish a mindset here that even when leaders whose jobs are to keep things in bounds, like a referee, we need to make sure that they also have the heart of a quarterback. You know, when we don't, we, we are the ones who end up losing in the end. When we look into some research on this topic, research actually shows that leaders who want to have a career matters. 72% of current high school students and almost two out of three college students want to start a business. And much of the time, it's because they are so socially conscious. They do something that matters. And by being the metaphorical quarterback or working for a quarterback type leader, there's a quote from journalist Jason Haber that I actually took down for this that says, millennials have disregarded the life and career flowchart that was so formally laid out by the baby boomers. They don't want to work up the corporate ladder to start their own business. So it should come as no surprise that they have no interest and waiting to make a difference, they inherited a flawed world and have a zeal to repair it, and it's unique to its generation. The point is this, that many young adults will turn down well-paying jobs to work for a quarterback that's leading a team to make a difference in the world. And there's a quote from Steve Elmore who talks about this topic even further, where he says a lot of young adults uh, who start out their young careers when they don't find a quarterback style leader, they often leave. And many young professionals say that they're already considering a job change. People are looking for a place where they can be inspired, empowered, energized, and passionate. They're tired of working for referees who only manage by reminding them when they're out of bounds. And we all want this type of leader. Hell, I personally can attest to this in every aspect of my own life, you know, going through certain areas and certain jobs and certain aspects of my career. And, you know, for the sake of privacy, for those, you know, who've led me in the past who I do admire, you know, there's, you know, I definitely respond more to that passionate style of leadership. And when that is absent, that can make things that can make getting through life very, very difficult and tire. And I completely understand how it could be a lack of inspiration and a lack of wanting to achieve a destiny when you're following someone in that role who has either lacked luster in their endeavors or who simply just wants to micromanage the hell out of me. Um, and, you know, that's been seen in all aspects of my career since I was, you know, in my teens. And so we need to finally discern, well, okay, well, if we want to 
become better life-giving leaders, if we want to be that quarterback that helps inspire others, what does that look like? What does it mean to be a quarterback? And the good part is, is that anyone can do this. You know, we all have it within ourselves um, to approach a specific job and learn how to be a more relational leader, to be more of a quarterback. Um, It was in 2004 that Scott Harrison had a crisis of conscience when he was 28. He was working as a club promoter in New York City when he realized that all he was selling was selfishness. And so as a result, he left his corporate job to lead in a very completely different way. I've known many friends of mine who have done the exact same thing, and they've usually ended up pursuing some sort of health services related career so they could help people. So when it came to specifically Scott, it became a photojournalist for a nonprofit organization that provided free medical care in Africa. And during his time there, he realized how many illnesses could be prevented if people just had access to clean water. And in a few years, he actually ended up launching his own charity to help water bring safe drinking water to villages that can't access it. And when you think about it in many ways, it was him that helped revolutionize how nonprofit organizations raise money, and it began empowering other individuals to start their own fundraising campaigns. And Scott now loves his quarterback role and enlists thousands of people to join in the cause. It is his work that is absolutely inspiring to others. And so it, is, it becomes more and more apparent that <clears throat> when you start to see what it takes to be a life-giving leader, it's individuals who are usually prioritizing doing something that's going to benefit someone else, that's going to help lead the charge in changing lives in some significant way. But it's just in addition to that, it could also just be changing your style. If you do have a vision that you're aligned with, if you do have a business that you love, and it's not that you just necessarily dislike your career, but maybe you just need to step back from being a referee and you start becoming a quarterback again. Maybe you need to you know, get yourself riled up and start to realize that if you have thousands and thousands of employees, there might be a better way to figure out how, although you're prioritizing results, you might be able to figure out how to make sure you're prioritizing relationships as well. Um, And so what you can do, and this is an example from Naruka Nishimamatsu, who is the CEO of Japan Airlines. What he did is he ended up actually tearing down the walls in his office so that anyone could walk in at any time and have a conversation with him. And it was found in this article that he now mingles with team members, customers, and he'll even have meals with them when possible. And during an economic downturn, he actually lowered his own salary so his pilots didn't have to and allowed himself to remain accessible. He allowed himself to travel with the airlines. And he always announces to other travelers that he is the CEO and in case they have a problem to come to him so he can solve the problem himself. This is a way that someone who has started out in that atmosphere or in that environment of being a referee into changing his tune and becoming more of a relational leader, becoming more of a life-giving leader, and in so then inspiring others instead of just inspecting his employees. And I think that goes just, a, it goes leaps and bounds of just being a good human being and and taking care of others. And when you do that and you inspire others, you can really, really create something super, super special in this world. And so the kind of questions that I want you all to think about as you are embracing, you know, what it means to be a quarterback versus a referee, you really have to do a self audit on yourself and you have to think about, okay, well, 
What is it about a person that pushes them to lead like a referee as they age? Is it that you're becoming complacent in your original ideals? Do you find that things just aren't challenging anymore? Or did your vision change? Did something personal happen that has caused you to shift your mindset or to shift what you originally thought? It might take you to, you know, potentially trying new things or continuing to take risks or continue to see how you could make things grow even more or go into a different direction. Maybe there's a different way you could shake up your style of leader perhaps taking more of a relational role, getting to know your own employees better, maybe going, taking people out on a retreat, you know, doing things to help not only evolve your business, but to continue to challenge yourself to grow. They say when you stop working, you start dying in that way when it comes to fulfilling work anyway. Um, and that's what they, you know, they warn a lot of older adults oftentimes. And so, you know, finding ways to not only challenge yourself or to continue to challenge your business, but to give back to others and to be inspiring to others that other people want to follow and be like and be able to change the world in their own way, the way that you have. The next question you want to ask yourself is, have you ever seen a leader who migrated from a quarterback into a referee? And, you know, take a look at them, use them as a model. What could you learn from their circumstances? And what have you seen leaders do to prevent themselves from leading like a referee? And that's where we always have to challenge ourselves to continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to read, continue to communicate with others. You know, one of the biggest things I've learned personally in these past years is if, if I want to make sure that I'm continuing to keep up in the industry, to continue to engage with others, to continue to have, you know, to inspire others. I got to keep learning. I got to keep reading. I got to keep getting out there. I got to keep engaging with others. I, you, I cannot forget the human component that is so important to all of our careers. You know, there is not one career out there that does not revolve around in some way involving the benefit of another person. And as long as we continue to figure out how we can continue to make other lives better, that can continue to give purpose in our own visions with how we can help people. And so, you know, be real with yourself. You know, I love the whole self-authoring ideals of what you can do and sit down and, you know, just take ownership over yourself for a second and be humble and be honest with yourself and give yourself a candid evaluation based off of what areas of your own leadership that you think others would say you're more like a referee challenge yourself to write those down and figure out how you could change things for the better for your own business. And even take note on how you've seen yourself migrate from being a quarterback to a referee. How did it happen? What happened? And when did it happen? And once you can really start to isolate these particular aspects, you can start coming up with solutions on how you can get better and how you can go back the other way. And then of course, we always have to keep ourselves in check of not going or slipping back into bad habits or slipping back into poor leadership. And when you, when you do this, you can make a plan for yourself. And so that when you end up practicing unhealthy leadership, can you put a finger on why you do so? You know, I, I relate this a lot to when I feel my absolute best when I am on top of my non-negotiable values and my negotiable habits. And this is a concept that has evolved for me over the years. You know, if you've ever been a client of mine or an athlete of mine or a student of mine, you might have heard me say this concept a lot when it comes to non-negotiable habits that keep you the absolute best version of yourself at all times. And, you know, I've, I've usually stated this and I use this with everyone that I work with and helping them isolate what it is that they need to do to become more habit oriented and then commit to those habits so that they can continue to live the lifestyle that gives them strength, that gives them power, that allows them to be at their best so they can make a difference in the world and in their personal lives or with their families or whomever is important to them. And But as I started to you know, be mentored myself and learn from others in my industry and in exercise science, but also just in becoming a leader itself, I 
I've had really, really great leaders start to point out to me, although that has great sentiments, I have to think of more about how seasons of life can change. And when we look at reasons why quarterbacks might end up slowly slipping into referees, we have to understand that certain seasons of life might be really, really challenging to, to us as individuals, to us as humans, as we continue to grow older, as we continue to have kids, as we start to get further, further into our careers where we've achieved success and we start asking ourselves, well, what now? And we end up starting to ask ourselves all these questions. And then all of a sudden, 10 years goes by and we're trying to figure out, well, what happened? And we need to realize that as important as non-negotiable habits are, that we need to make sure that we have negotiable habits it's due to what we might need to do, whether it's keeping our own cups full sometimes when it comes to giving. And so what I want to challenge you with here is something that you could do as well as an additional tool. And this is something that I've said recently on a recent podcast um, that we did here at the Evolved Athlete Podcast with the other coaches, where I introduced the idea of non-negotiable values instead of non-negotiable habits. We can have non-negotiable values and negotiable habits. And the reason why I made this change is if you have If you have negotiable habits, that at least allows you to still be able to live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and be at your best despite your circumstances, but then doing what's absolute best for the time, whether it's for you or for your family or for whatever season you're currently in. Sometimes things are just hard. Some things is really hard to do. And you might need to make sacrifices at certain times for certain goals to occur when they take precedent. But that does not mean that you can't have rock hard, solid, non-negotiable values, because as long as you have non-negotiable values, then you can choose negotiable habits that will at least satisfy all major areas of your wellness to keep you living a healthy life and continue keeping you a strong leader in all areas of your life. And so having those non-negotiable values, such as family, such as being disciplined and hardworking, such as uh, being, uh, being true and being honest, such as being trustworthy and having integrity, all those types of really, really strong character traits that all leaders should have should all be non-negotiable values that are important to you as an individual. And as long as you have those non-negotiable values, then you can have those negotiable habits that can help you continue to put your best foot forward each and every day in light of whatever current life stage you are currently at. And so I want to challenge everybody with to help you... navigate the waters of your current life. Take an audit of yourself. What are you currently right now in your career? Whether you're a business owner, whether you're a fitness CEO or online fitness coach, whether you have your own multi-billion dollar business on the East Coast running restaurants, or whether you're an individual who you know does multiple equitable firms or financial institutions or whatever it is your business is, and you have thousands of employees, Do an edit of yourself or whether you're a teacher or simply a personal trainer or someone who works in retail. Take an an audit of yourself real quick. Are you becoming more like a referee instead of a quarterback? Do you find yourself managing people and keeping people in line more than you are engaging with people and building relationships? Because at the end of the day, building relationships and helping people's lives progress forward is the best thing you can possibly do in this human life. And that is the one thing that is insanely fulfilling that can continue to push you and drive you forward is simply making someone else's life better. So do a, do an audit of yourself. Be honest with yourself. Are you a referee or are you a quarterback? Are you pushing the envelope? Are you driving people to be successful? Are you leading others to better places? And are you really truly living? Because I, really th- I really think that if you are slipping into referee ways is potentially 
you're forgetting who you are and you're potentially not doing the things that you used to enjoy or you're not doing the things that make you you and you might be slipping away from your non-negotiable values. So I want to challenge you all, start thinking about this, take each day by day and to be a life-giving leader, start to do some self-auditing on yourself and think about how can I be a more of a quarterback today than a referee in certain circumstances. I hope you all have a great, great start to your weekend. I'm actually off to a conference in, uh, in, in with the National Strength and Conditioning Association to present research. Super excited. Um, and so hopefully you guys will see some information come out on that. Um, but as always, you know, I want to leave you all with just great, great, uh, great notes of advice and just to help you all along the way is that us at Evolve are always trying to push the envelope and helping other people. That's what we do. We're, we're trying to inspire fitness coaches. We're trying to inspire individuals who want to change their lives, become healthier. And so ultimately they can lead other people to better directions as well. And so I wish you all so, so well and hope that you all have a wonderful and safe start to your weekends. This has been Coach P. Be sure to listen to the outro for all information on Evolve. And please be sure to check out all of our Instagram and Facebook pages so that we can continue to help give you as much value as we possibly can in becoming the next evolved version of yourself. Please check in next week for the next one, and I'll see you on the flip side. This has been Coach P. I'm out of here. If you like today's episode, please be sure to drop a like, share it with all your friends, and give us a great review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to work with the best in the business, please be sure to head over to all of our social media web pages at Evolve Health and Performance. Us at Evolve are trying to make you the best athlete of all time and realize your full potential. Stay tuned for all future episodes where we bring you the best guests and features for everything health, fitness, and wellness. For everything Evolve, stay tuned. Coach P's out.